Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. The big girl's killing it. Look at you. You're looking real fly. Fashion Nova. No, no, no. We can't do Fashion Nova, right? Lane Bryant, all them big bitches. We don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> Ashley Stewart. If I sneeze, I'm going to get right out of this damn cat suit. You don't understand. <laughs> I had to set it and forget it, okay? Like my... S- <laughs> I had to put Spanx on. You don't know what big girls go through. I had to literally, like, you have to jig- You have to jiggle. ashamed anymore to tell people that I want sex. I want sex! I want it, I need it, I need it! And they always go, they go, oh no, oh, these female comics, they're always talking about sex. I said, we want it! Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. Listen, let me tell you something. I was 27 years old when I lost my virginity. You hear me? 27! Don't clap for that, that was sad. There's no honor in that. Zelda didn't come out and give me a sword because I did that. 27, because my grandmother was in my ear. My grandmother's a pastor. She was in my ear. You better not have no sex. You know Jesus is watching. Like, why Jesus so nosy? up there, Lord, just turn around. I mean, you know how difficult when I had sex for the first time and the guy called out Jesus? I was like, where, where he at? Get your dick out of me, where he at? Where he at? Take your balls out too. Cause you know Jesus is invisible, I don't know where he at. 27 is too long. It's too long to wait, really is. Get out there and have sex. You got to. I remember, you see, because it was 27. If I had lost it early, I would have forgot by now how horrible it was. But I remember, because it was like it was yesterday, because it was, it was yesterday. Took <laughs> yeah. it out. I had romanticized sex so much, I thought this guy was gonna come in on a white horse and swoop me, like swoop. I don't know why I thought that, because I'm a big girl, so I don't know why I thought he was gonna swoop me. <laughs> And him and the horse wasn't both gonna go down. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn horse coming. Always got these big bitches. I had sex, it was fine. It's fine. It was weird. It was weird. But it was fine. It was weird. But fine. Here's what happened. That was the first time I had seen a penis. It's not like the books. It's not like the books. This guy's dick was curved. Up and over. Up 
and over. And I was like, I don't know if my shit is curved inside. I don't know how. <laughs> my pussy ain't Tetris. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He was showing me his penis for the first time. And he had so much pressure. You guys put on a lot of pressure. Oh, my man, so much pressure. And then we women go, oh no, don't have any pressure. Don't have any pressure. Like we don't have pressure. See, the thing is guys, they get uncomfortable because they don't know if they dick gonna do what it has to do, right? Right? So you go cut the lights off, turn the heat up, you know? But men don't have as much pressure as women have. And we never talk about this as women. We have a lot of pressure when we see a penis for the first time because like no matter what he pulls out, our face can't change. <laughs> right? He pulled out, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah! so small, you feel like you want to fill out a W-9 so you can get money at the end of that? <laughs> I need some money after this. <laughs> now I'm sleeping with a bunch of different guys. I have one guy that I like in particular. He finds out that I'm sleeping with other guys and he's upset. How could I do that? How could I do that? We just having sex, sir. <laughs> You have not made a commitment to me. You have done none of the things that Beyonce told you to do in Lemonade, okay? I'm just telling you, you have it. She told you. So yes, I am sleeping with other men, okay? But you have to put it in, in sports terms for guys when you do that. You go, listen, I'm still sleeping with you. You're on the team. Right? I mean, you're not the MVP, but you're suiting up. You're getting dirty. You get a ring. I won't be, I won't be slut-shamed because it took me too long to have sex. I'm not going to be slut-shamed. But see, here's what happens. This is why slut-shaming happens. Because men think about sex differently than women, right? There's different standards for men and women. Men will go around and say, yeah, I want a woman that's pure, chaste, a virgin have you, right? because they want to be the first one to get in and get out. They don't want to be compared to no one, right? But women, we don't have the same thing. No woman wants a man that's a virgin. No woman. Uh-uh. You a virgin? No, 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 you're not gonna go ahead and mess my shit up. You better go fuck 100 other women. Come back here when you get it right. This ain't no practice test, no, no, no. This is the main event, motherfucker. Come back. You just heard Yamanika Saunders. She's the funniest girl I know. Um, and I'm sitting right here. <laughs> yes. She was on the premiere episode of 
this week at the Comedy Cellar. This week at the Comedy Friday Cellar. night at 11, Comedy Central. Yeah. And it's on every Friday night at 11. Yeah. Comedy Central. Last Friday, the first episode, premiere episode. Very funny. Very funny. Very cute. Very this week. Very at the Comedy Cellar. And she's got a new record out on Comedy Central Records called Damsel in Distress. So check that out. And let me just let me just live edit. She's one of the funniest women I know. Thank you so much. Also one of the funniest women I know, Miss Nicole Boyce. Thank you so much. Okay. Ms. Nicole Boyce. You're one of Ms. Nicole Boyce. And You're Comedy Central, Chloe, although not professionally in... She's professionally involved with comedy on the business side, but she's not a professional take-the-stage comedian. Very, very funny. Very, very And she has a very cute headband on today. I like her little tennis look. Yeah, that is a tennis look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know I used to work at the U.S. Open? What? Doing what? Playing? So I was a ball boy and a court attendant. They have to run so fast on the court. So the Did funny, you do that? Oh, yeah, I did all that. I started, That was like my summer job when I was 15 to 21. Like That's all my friends that I talk about. Pat Finnegan, Patty Flyballs, Lil Debo. Friends we all show. met yeah. at the tennis center. Tennis was one of the topics that we covered on This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Really? I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but... You know, lots of Wimbledon, or was it Wimbledon? Wimbledon, yeah. I was supposed to be on live on this week at the Comedy Cellar when they filmed it, but I didn't. My daughter wanted to stay in Montauk an extra night, so that's what we did. Can't blame her. We didn't leave till like seven p.m. last night. Just first of all, I had a comedy festival in Nantucket last week, and then I had the, and then I had you know Montauk, which is essentially the Hamptons this week. So it's like it's like a it's like a secret level of whiteness. I was just gonna say this theme of this episode should be like because tennis, tennis, whiteness. Yeah, it's like whole. Next, we'll talk about Ed Sheeran. Like you can't get it's like (laughs) it's like danger levels, Chernobyl radiation levels of whiteness that I've been around for the past two weeks. Like holy white. Um, Nicole, by the way, for the listeners, just I like to give the listeners a visual of what's going on. We're Paint sitting, us a picture. We're sitting in a box with no windows. Yeah. Um, Chloe's got the head of it on. She's very cute, very tennis. Yeah. And Nicole, very cute, also very tennis. She's uh-huh. wearing a windbreaker jacket, but it's 100 degrees in New York City with 100% humidity. Well, that's why I'm wearing the windbreaker, because it's humidity. If it, When you walk outside, it feels like you're in a dry bath. Nice. If that I'm, makes sense. It does not. I'm dripping in sweat. Okay, thanks, Chloe. You're dripping in sweat? <laughs> dripping in sweat. And I was going to get another shirt, but guess I don't have to because I shirt. got my colognes from Scentbird. Shout out Woo! Scentbird. Shout out Scentbird. Smelling yeah. good today. I do. I'm, well, I'm going to smell good. Right now, I smell like I smell like a dirty, sweaty person that was on the New York City subway, mm. um, but I'm going to Scentbird the shit yeah. out of my shirt and pants. There is a hole in every single article article of clothing I'm wearing today. Really? Fun fact about me. Holes are in, though. Find them by the end of the episode. Go. Holes are... Oh, my God. Holes are in. I, um... Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, you know, everything looks pristine on you, Thank though. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've had them hidden. I'm by the way, this is Stand Up with Chris Stefano. And, and Nicole Boyce. And yeah. Central Chloe. And Comedy Central and Chloe. And we're talking about stand-up and Chloe, also Chloe, it's too tennis. late to change the name, right? No, Cole and I were talking about this. Oh, I was talking about this. Is it too late to change the name of the podcast? So I want to get my name out of it. I want it to be it more stand like stand up with Nicole Boyce. Yeah, like stand up with Nicole Boyce, or maybe it'll just I don't know Nicole and Chris, Chris and Nicole, something with both our names. What do you think? It's probably too late, right? It's this, definitely too late. It's definitely too late. <laughs> That's like yeah, my special's been out for a year. I'm like, can I change the name of it? Chloe just sneezed. Have you peeps ever been out to Montauk? <laughs> I sure have. No. Beautiful uh, out maybe. there. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good at East Coast geography, so it's where it's Stranger like Things is based off. Oh, interesting. It's also just the very, very end of of, of Long Island. The end. It's the oh furthest you yeah. can go. I was, tell- we were t- I was telling my daughter that it was the complete end of the earth. And she could tell her friends, like, she went to the end of the earth. <gasps> that's what she just, Did she's you- been saying it. Did you go Wait. to Surf Lodge? Yes. You went to Surf Lodge? Yep. That I know. Okay. How do you know? See, because I'm a millennial. Okay. And they- Be- 
because want me. I went to Montauk for the first time ever like 15 years ago and it was just like oh. a little fisher, fisher town. Even in the last five years, it's changed Why did it blow up? What happened? People like me, like literally. Malens? Like it, we grew up. It, it got I got trend- a credit card. <laughs> it got trendy in a sense that like, so if you think about, this is completely uninformed, but like Quag or like Perfect. West Hampton used to be sort of like the fashionable place and like things got cheaper as you got further and further out. So right. just like Brooklyn or anything, like the further you get from sort of whatever okay. the closest the city is, I think it just gets developed a little bit later. And Montauk was always like a mm. sleepy surf town. And then we just came this and made it expensive. East Egg, West Egg shit. It is absolutely. Great Gatsby, shout out. Shout out. Shout out to our Great Gatsby listeners. Shout out. Good book, good movie. Who are our Great Gatsby listeners? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio co- listens. I just saw um, a video of Mark Wahlberg posted of Mark Wahlberg when he was 22 and Leonardo DiCaprio when he was 19, just like fucking around in the streets of New York City. Whoa. Yeah, jerked off to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, uh, you definitely didn't see this, but uh, do you watch Riverdale? No. So one of the main characters from Riverdale died. Uh, yeah. Well, Matthew Perry did die. So yeah. I would like to point out that Matthew Perry is not dead. <laughs> it's Luke Perry. Oh yeah, Luke Perry's dead. Matthew, Matthew Perry's, Perry's from Friends. Is, is Chandler from Friends? Luke Perry died. Oh, Dylan. Damn mm-hmm, it. Dylan. Were there any like big drop-ins that came into the Comedy Cellar? Always. Um, not everyone <laughs> who we film makes the show or is, is going to be on the show, but this week mm-hmm. we got a little bit of Gilbert Gottfried action. Whoa. Whoa. Was Sarah Silverman there again? She was there. She did not do our show. But she was at the Comedy Cellar. She sure was. Yeah. Just to be in her presence. She's great. Uh, Sarah Silverman is, I just, I think everybody loves her, but like Sarah Silverman, I would say my longest standing crushes just in life mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman Drew Barrymore now do you One have longest standing crushes a relationship with Sarah Silverman I don't what about Drew Barrymore I don't I tried to match with her on Raya she's on Raya she was not anymore she was open about it not anymore and then I tried to send her a DM once but like it's just completely oh it was ridiculous like it's a ridiculous God. ridiculous thing that I attempted Who's the but it was like person you saw on Raya Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore was it Raven Simone I went on an actual date with Barbara Bush. Oh, that's right. That was cool. Wait, Her, she's married to she a old? comedy guy. Yeah, she is now, but this was like three, no, two, two, three years ago. Isn't she dead? No, that's... No. That's that's, no, that's oh, Matthew that's Perry. <laughs> that's Matt, yeah. that's her, <laughs> Luke Perry. It's her Fuck! It's her grandmother. I will tell you two the, Barbara Bushes? Yeah. Okay. No, I will I've heard it all. tell you, though, the oldest woman I ever had sex with was in her 60s. When you had sex with her? I had sex with her in her 60s. How old were you? 22. Whoa! Yeah. Damn. She Wait. was hot though. Like she was like a hot okay, older woman. Okay, Chris, get it. Yeah, absolutely. At fucking holy shit, at the tennis center. I was just from the s- tennis center. I had oh, a feeling yeah. this is gonna have some real. Oh my yeah. god. Like, blue blood origin story. Like, was she a tennis, tennis player or golf? Yeah, she had big money, like you know, tennis money, like whatever. Did was you taking, see like, that lessons. stat that one in eight guys think they could get a point off of Serena yeah. Williams? Crazy. That is not possible because <laughs> i've seen her when she was set the last time i saw her live in person when uh i she was 19 mm. and um you cannot get a point off her i promise you can't unless you're like a, a, a professional male tennis player you can't get a point yeah, off her. unless yeah one she's of not gonna eight, happen the guys was they were like all federer so just like regular so guys crazy. i saw almost saw a fist fight in nantucket which is like you would never see that it would actually have to do with my manager. Was it over like was it over like <laughs> white claw or something? <laughs> my manager almost got into a fist fight in wow. Nantucket. Like streaming at each other to the point where like the actual like guy who puts on the festival, like the main sponsor who's like a multi fucking billionaire, had to like separate them and and like this woman, like this eighty year old like 
great. Well, she was hilarious. I did not have sex with her, but she was loaded. I was going to ask. She was like, this is some of the most action I've seen on this island ever. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It probably was welcomed amongst the residents. Yeah, because resi- it gets so stuffy there. It's like, you yeah. know what? Yeah, fucking punch him in the face. Who won the fight? They didn't fight. Oh, they Unfortunately, were about to they fight. Didn't. We were hoping that they would fight. Yeah. But they didn't fight. But we went on the guy. We the, the Sunday they take the comedians on like a big like fifteen million dollar yacht. This guy donates his yacht. He's on it. Donates his yacht cool. for the comedians and like Whoa. takes us around like Nantucket Island and like we actually go into the ocean and like jump off the boat and like can like he has this radar that like sh- he'll be like oh sharks are like a mile away so you might want to like pop up. It's nuts. <laughs> but he said he, this guy revoked his U.S. citizenship. He's a citizen, a sovereign citizen, Uh because he doesn't want to pay taxes to the government because he just like, like his crew was from like Guam and like they like just live on his boat with him. And like he would say like, like people live wild lives. Like he just hates the cold. He's 75 years old, but he's like originally from New Jersey. Great guy. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, he was like, anytime it gets like kind of cold, like when I'm like, you know, off the coast of Massachusetts in like, you know, late September Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of getting cold. We just take the boat to St. Bart's and we just dock it there. Oh my God. I would love that. I hate (laughs) cold weather. See, I love cold weather. Uh Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I I need the vitamin D. uh, One of the best like sensual, kind of sexual feelings from, it's weird because I'm a guy, but like when my nipples get hard, I really start to get horny. Is that weird? It's not weird because I was thinking about this one time. Why do men even have nipples? I think it's- I have the answer. Please. Because we all start out as women, okay. In zygote, Got you know, it. we all start out with the uh, yep. chromosome, Those X chromosome. Yeah. Some of us get so, worse, and then just yeah, kidding. just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, love men. Same Shout geez. out to all love male men. listeners. I, I support men. Elon Musk said that we're going to be able to upload our consciousness into a computer by 2020. So <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Also, Grimes, his girlfriend, cut out part of her eye to yeah. reduce seasonal depression. So oh, that's fun. Maybe let's not take a note out of their books. Shout <laughs> out. Or maybe quick, we should. Just shouting out other comics. Comic. Not that this guy fucking needs my help at all. He's fucking huge already. But Kyle Dunnigan, go file. Go follow Kyle Dunnigan on Instagram. I think it's Kyle Dunnigan one. His like Elon Musk impersonations and. Every every video he makes yeah. mm-hmm. is it's a twenty out of ten. Like <laughs> dying, like I can't control how much I laugh at uh-huh. his videos. And he just did an Elon Musk one. That's like I gotta go check. It, it looks more like Elon Musk than Elon Musk does. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's nuts. Um, <laughs> speaking of Kyle Dunnigan, who is a comic, uh, let's play some more comics. Yay! Um, we're gonna p- keep playing the Comedy Cellar this week of the Comedy Cellar theme. So these comics were on last week's episode, and we have Greer Barnes and Phil Hanley. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm actually not a comic. I was outside the club chilling. <laughs> They asked me if I wanted to make five dollars. I was like, I ain't gonna take my pants off. And he was like, you want this five dollars or what? I was in the park earlier today where I live at. I was in the park early today and I saw a black squirrel being chased by two gray squirrels and I got anxious. And I blurted out, run, nigga! Like, 
That's bad, right? But he got away. <laughs> I was like, that's how you do it. What's that? What don't I like? I'll tell you. Um, I don't like walking up behind white women at night. Makes me really uncomfortable. So I cross the street. Couple nights ago, I'm walking home. I got my beats going. I don't have no headphones, I just have beats. <laughs> and I'm walking. Uh-oh, white woman. I think I'll cross the street. Uh-oh, another white woman. So now I'm walking in the middle of the street. Which makes it look even more creepy. Almost like which one of these. And then there's the cab driver. Get out of the street, brother! I'm like Vishnu, there are white women all over the place. Holy shit, get in! <laughs> and he drives me to safety. And he's like, brother, when walking at night, you have to be very careful. These policemen and white women are very dangerous, brother. You have to take care of yourself, Denzel. I was like, that's not my name. As my name is not Vishnu. <laughs> Touche, nigga. If I was a white woman, I would rob black dudes. <laughs> I'd walk up to black guys and be like, hi, my name is Sarah, give me your wallet. <laughs> Sarah, that's my grandmama name, give me your wallet or I'm gonna scream. Here, Sarah. No need to get the cops involved, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at some of the white women like, wow, we could actually do that. <laughs> Try explaining that to a cop. Yeah, um, she was about this tall. <sighs> she had brown hair, brown eyes. I think she did yoga. <laughs> and she ran in that direction. Brown hair, brown eyes. 
yoga. And you mean to tell me a man of your stature couldn't catch her? What I look like chasing a white woman? Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, I was at, uh, I was at the gym today. Uh, I was on the bench press. Uh, people up front can probably tell. And there was a, a senior citizen uh, working out beside me. And after about a minute, I realized, oh, we're lifting the same amount of weight. I have strength beyond my years. <laughs> now, I felt very insecure about this situation, so I, like, added weight, right? And then he lifted that, too. <laughs> Off my chest. He saved my life. The old guy, yeah. I'm probably going to open like that. Um, I just got uh, a personal trainer. And uh, first thing he said to me was, he's like, oh, first off, we're going to do cardio. And I said, well, no, you know, I just, I just want big muscles. Um, I want to get swole, brah. <laughs> and he said, well, cardio, that helps with longevity when it comes to sex. And I said, oh, I really want to just focus on frequency. I uh, meditate for 20 minutes uh, every morning, and it completely reduces the stress of being 20 minutes late for everything. <laughs> when I turned about 30, I would look in the mirror, and I would see my dad staring back at me, because I had moved home and we were sharing a bathroom. <laughs> It feels good to admit that, you know, it's liberating. While I was living with my parents, I wouldn't tell people that. I wouldn't tell women, right? I would drop subtle hints. I'd be like, yeah, I kind of live with like a, an older couple. <laughs> we met on my birthday. <laughs> I miss, I used to love going out for lunch with my mom uh, because uh, she paid. <laughs> Unless if the waitress was really pretty, I would pay but I'd make like a huge deal out of it. I'd be like, mom, I got it. You know I always get it. Pass me my purse. <laughs> One thing I, I, didn't, I didn't like was uh, my mom, when I would go grocery shopping, she would insist that I use her club card. So the cashier would always be like, uh, Joan? And I would say it's pronounced Han. <laughs> I used to have to have quiet sex. So if a girl was like, hey, do you want me to talk dirty? I'd be like, hey, could you jot it down? <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get to go to school. I'm extremely uh, dyslexic. And just so you guys know what that entails, when I was a kid, I couldn't read, right? I was terrible at sports, which is such a waste of an athletic frame. <laughs> Yet I was bizarrely confident. I used to call my first grade teacher sweetheart. He hated it. He didn't. My friends, they like downplay dyslexia. They're always like, well, you just have trouble reading and writing. I'm like, yeah, just kind of the two major things that 
separate us from the other creatures. My mom used to always try to make me feel better. She would tell me, well, yeah, but you're good with people. And that meant so much to me until at one point I heard someone say that about a Labradoodle. <laughs> the only way that I finished school, the only way that I finished school was my mom, she would like help me with my homework, right? She'd basically kind of like just do my homework. And if your mom does your homework, parent-teacher conferences are so different. Because the teacher would be like, well, Phil needs to put in more effort. And my mom would say, how dare you? He's working full time and raising three kids. The worst part in school would be third grade. The teacher would make everybody read a paragraph, right? And it would be my turn and I'd be like, yeah, I can't read. It's kind of the same situation as yesterday. And the teacher would say, well, sound it out, right? But that's just reading in slow motion. <laughs> Telling a dyslexic to sound it out, it's just admitting that you have no idea what the actual problem is, you know? It's cruel. It's the equivalent to telling Stephen Hawking to walk it off. <laughs> it's a perfect comparison. You just heard Greer Barnes and Phil Hanley, two cuties with smoothies. Um, very healthy. Greer Barnes, first of all, legend, New York City comedy legend. I think his clips, his clip on Comedy Central has the most virality, right? Yeah, so with this week at the Comedy Cellar, one of the best things about it is these little snackable viral clips. We get to give oh, comedians snackable. to share on their social <laughs> platforms, and Greer's just kills. I mean, yeah. he's got multiple clips with over a million views. Well, I mean, he, let me tell you something. I think something. one has two million views, actually. Let me tell you Damn. something about Greer Barnes. Greer Barnes, first yeah. of all, he's just always fucking annihilates. A lot of times, Esty will purposely make somebody audition after Greer Barnes because he just rips the fucking roof off. Crazy. And you have to make him at the Comedy Cellar yeah. and you have to follow that shit. But if you go back and watch Greer Barnes' half-hour Comedy Central presents, he, like, annihilates for the whole half-hour in shorts, sandals, and a bubble jacket. Oh my God. He Yo. wore cargo shorts, sandals, and a bubble jacket on fucking national TV <gasps> to do a comedy special and ripped. I can't imagine performing in shorts. Cargo shorts with cargo sandals. Cargo shorts? What it's kind of sandals? Like, like Jesus of Nazareth sandals. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like, talking. Nuts. It's like, I couldn't believe it, you know, and he's just, you know, he's just one of those guys where. You just know when he comes on, it's just, he's like a veteran that over. if you need, there would be so many times where when Esty used to like really like jungle, jumble the, the, the lineups, like, you know, if somebody didn't do well, like Greer was always like sent ahead to like go save the show. To go save the show. He was the guy. Yeah. Um, wait, so you said these clips do, that his clip is doing really well on social because it's Greer. short? Well, not that's not why it does well. Just he, people to really respond to him and love him. His comedy, it's it's very relatable to like all different types of audiences. That's all you need. Yeah, relatability, likability. Funny is like not that important. I mean, it is, but it's not the <laughs> most important. I would Nothing. say it's the most important. I mean, it's certainly yeah. If I can, again, live edit. It's not. <laughs> it's very important. I would just say. It's probably the most important. Yeah. yeah. Now but that I'm thinking then, about but, it. But likability and relatability for to go viral, that's really important. What about being hot? Do you think that matters? Mm, 
in comedy, you can, I don't know. If you're hot, I think you have to find ways to. It can almost be a you're hindrance. hot. You got to mitigate it and make it funny. Like your people are less likely to to want to laugh when they're looking at a really attractive person. Yeah. You got to knock Matthew yourself down Broussard. a few pegs. Yeah, like you can't come in and talk about like yeah, like a Matthew Broussard. It's better if he talks about you know his imperfections. Yeah, because you look at him and you're like fucking perfect fucking idiot. And he acknowledges <laughs> that immediately. He's like, you you're not supposed to like me. Eighties movies have trained you not to. Yeah, yeah. He's got it. Yeah, he's, he looks like a like um like a present day founding father. <laughs> like if the founding, like if America was starting today, mm-hmm. he would be like what the one of the founding fathers would look like, and their like home base would be in like Portland, <laughs> something like it that. It kind of looks like Hot Squitter. Do you remember that? Do you guys Squitter? see that episode of SpongeBob where Squitter gets hot? <laughs> okay. No, but I would like to send well, him a side by side. I'll show you. Do you want me to pull it up? Hot Squitter. Yeah, Hot Squitter alert. Um, but it's weird because I feel like people become comedians because of their imperfections. Totally. Like the hot people, if you're a hot comedian then and you didn't have any imperfections, or if you're a hot person, then you would just be, no, that doesn't look like Matthew Broussard. <laughs> that guy's not. fucking bald. Look like Matthew Broussard. But it's the chin. It's just a great, chin? This is great for an audio podcast. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a reference from 10 years ago that's only visual. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know? Thank you. I appreciate people that. People just, people like fucking train off the tracks type shit. I think. Yeah. No? Train off the tracks type shit? For yeah, podcasts? like when it goes off yeah, the rails. When it goes off the rails. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Train off the track, no rails. No rails. Um, Was that a song? What? That little ditty you just did? No. Okay. You know, my new, there's a new Whitney Houston song out now, though, by um, Kygo. Okay, she's dead for sure. No, but let me tell you something. She, she's not. She's just like I her and Matthew Perry, out. dead. I gotta figure out who's dead and who's not <laughs> before next time we record. She did a whole bunch of covers, Whitney Houston, in the late 80s and yeah. early 90s. Yeah. A whole bunch of cover songs. Yeah. And they, her estate just sold them, I think, to this guy, Kygo, and somebody else. The like DJ? The, the DJ. The producer guy? Yep. And he's going to remake all the Whoa. songs. So he just, he, she redid, she did a cover of Higher Love um, by Steve oh, Winwood. And song. it's out now. Great song. Yeah. It's, and she's singing Higher Love, though. <gasps> and it's like, oh, sick. I can't wait it's to like, check it's like my fave that song. Out. She, she did so many covers of all these songs, and they're going to release them as like new songs with the beat and shit. Pretty Do you sick. think it'd be funny if comedians covered other people's jokes, like a cover album? Only, you have to, like they do this show every year in New York and LA called Sticker mm-hmm. Treat mm-hmm. around Halloween and it's like comedians impersonating other, other comedians. And that's really funny. Yeah. But I think other than that, I don't know. I don't think it would, I don't think the covers would work because it's like, you know how it is in comedy. It's like if you steal a joke, right. kind of, even if you emulate too closely, you're it's like you get branded. So I shouldn't a, a, put my life savings into that plan. Do you guys tend to, well, like no. a, a stand-up karaoke bar? Yeah. What about, be, what, no, about a, what about stand-up idea. kids bop? But so you, you can say all the, th- but you just can't say bad words. <laughs> I'm gonna do a kids bop album of uh, Anthony Joselnik jokes. Do it. Do a kids Dude. bop. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Right, I gotta go do this. Bye. What'd you say? Kawigula. No, he's not tall. His kid is not taller. Um, I can talk. Do you guys think that um, really good comedy, when a really good comedian delivers really quality stuff, it's because, do you prefer when only they can do the material? Like, it's only funny coming from them, and they're the only people that can say it. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, someone like John Mulaney's jokes are hilarious on paper. He's a brilliant writer. He's also amazing at delivering the jokes. But, like, those jokes would be funny if you did them. 
Whereas um, someone like um, like Dave Attell can only like I like to hear Dave Attell say the jokes in his cadence and the things that he does. Mm-hmm. I like it only the way Dave Attell does it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like wearing four hats. Yeah. Or like when he's like fucking elf come like, I, you know, like mm-hmm. when he talks about stuff like that, like I like I think the way he performs and delivers like only Dave Attell could do it. And I only hear to I would only care to hear those kind of jokes coming yeah. from him. Yeah, I guess I think. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. But it's not something I've ever thought of. But uh, on the surface, but uh, d- yeah, like underneath. generic. Th- yeah. That's why. See that. And that's another thing. That's another thing about comedy in general is like the more gen- truthfully, like the more generic you can be. If we're talking about viral components. The more generic you can be, the higher chance it has to go viral. I'm not talking about Comedy Central show necessarily. Generic is uh, maybe not the right word. Like um, broad, I guess. Yeah. Broad. The relatable. Bro- well, well uh, yes. But it's like the relatable. thing is like a very specific joke that like comedians yeah, would love that's so well written yeah. and perfect. The mass audiences may be like, I don't know. I'd, it's just like whatever. Well, I, f- I don't know. You know I what feel I mean? like people really like specific. I prefer specificity. As opposed to, I don't, I don't know. know, like... I'll definitely say in comedy, the more niche... Well, just in entertainment, the more niche, the better. It's like, the last thing you want to do is come out and be fucking... Have like a general podcast where it's like just two comedians talking. Like, if you need to be fucking niche as fuck. Right. Like, that's well, what I you call your stand-up clips. I actually explored this, but I kind of feel like this is a really brilliant thing I'm about to Let's say. Let's explore it. Yes. The best jokes... Confucius Chloe. ...are really broad Love and it. very specific. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like they're very specific to a single thing that happened. Right. But we can all relate well, to the to, general concept. The more niche it is, the more rewarding it is. You cut off you, Chloe, like, Confucius Chloe before the best part, I think. She got pissed. Oh, I thought that was the end. Come on. You have to listen to Confucius Chloe through. Confucius Chloe, I'm sorry. From start to Please end. Please continue. Um, no, I don't know. Go ahead. You're being oh, fucking knocking off Nicole. Say. I was going to say something like stupid. No. Well, so, do you Dogs want to just fart bae. into the microphone? Yeah. Dogs are bad. <laughs> hey, did you guys see a... Uh, Can we get a mic on Chris's ass? Do you guys see Ice Bay? <laughs> What's Ice Bay? It's like a this like hot ice agent is like going viral this Oh, morning. yes, yes, yes. Chloe, the, 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 the no, girl. not uh, here. Not on this podcast. The Latina chick? Yeah. Yes, I saw her. Not while I... I will not be... Ice Bay. Girl. That's funny. Do you guys think the lions in The Lion King are hot? Yes. The actual lion? In the first movie. Are they hotter in the first movie or the second movie? Seen the oh, second um, movie. what's her face? Have you, you seen, seen the trailer? The- What's her name? Nia. What's her name in the movie? Beyonce. Nala. 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 <laughs> well, no, I know it's Beyonce. Nala's really hot in the first movie. Teenage Simba, very sexy. Okay. Yes. Someone was disagreeing with me on that. They're like, it's a lion, and I'm like, they were drawn to be hot. You know who I really want to fuck? Meg um, from Hercules. Yeah, yeah. I want to fuck The Rock. Esmeralda. Yeah. Jasmine. No, yes. Well, I fuck Jasmine. Now oh, we right. have a baby. Sorry. Um, I um. I I want to fuck the female avatar. What's our Zoe's? Uh, yeah, Zoe. Um, but I, I would have. I love Zoe, the actress. But I want to fuck her as the avatar. Okay, that's fair. You want to put your tail on her. The tail? air, the, yeah. the Airbender yeah. or the blue one, the, the blue one, right? The blue one. Okay. I want to fuck Sigourney Weaver from Avatar. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> Wait, is Sigourney Weaver? Oh, what's her name? Wait, is it Sigourney Weaver? It's not Sigourney Weaver. Wait, what? Who's the? She dies. She's the teacher. Beyonce. I think it's Sigourney Weaver. Is it Sigourney Weaver? I, I want to fuck her on Avatar. I don't know. <laughs> well, where do we go from here? Wait, why can't we think of Zoe's last name? Saul. Oh, Saldana. Saldana. Yeah. Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Saldana. I'm gonna put on my chat. My fucking lips got sunburned. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Very much Friday energy in this podcast. Yeah. 
But I feel like let's big Friday energy on this podcast right now. We're testing different energies. Yeah. For the listeners, and we're gonna see what they like best. Have you ever gone in your aura red? I know we're supposed. You just said we wanted to wrap it up, but what do you mean my aura? You know, like when you go and you take they take a picture of you, and then it's like a certain color, and it's like no. all your energies or whatever. No. Confucius Chloe has. Chloe just. I, I Chloe have, almost. Chloe, just went what's your aura? Up. Chloe just came. What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have yes, but what would made me so excited is I was just thinking about a colleague of mine oh, has so this book unrelated. that she brought into cool. work today. No, about relationship compatibility where you look up like specific birthdays on birthdays I was thinking it'd be really fun to look up you two's birthdays well what's your sign Virgo August 26th 1984 so Virgo, St. John's Hospital soon. Virgo the cancer soon. compatibility next month nobody's listening no but I understand but this is but Nicole this is like specific no. birthday to birthday right it's so we really, would have to look up also your rising sign and your moon sign it's Right, Chloe, I've got this. Okay, just give me a second. Just give me five seconds. You tell me. The book is very cool. I'm a Capricorn. My girlfriend and I are very compatible. Because she's a Capricorn. So that means we're compatible. Or Capricorn Chloe. I think that's a nicer ring. Confucius Capricorn Chloe. Comedy Central Capricorn Chloe. Okay. Comedy Central Capricorn. Before we go, I'm going to read Chris's eyes compatibility. Um, Nicole, what's your girlfriend's birthday? January 13th, 1994. I am. 94? January 13th, 1994. Oh, I was in fourth grade, Miss Wasman. I had a big crush on her. I used to actually, that's when I started to like play with myself mm. and not come, but just get like sensations. Big year and it for was that. from Miss Wasman. So, yeah, that's when your GF <laughs> was born. Was Let born. her tell her that tonight. I was in, <laughs> in bed. Hey, yeah. babe, guess what? <laughs> just Miss Wasman. Guess when Chris got feeling in his dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Cancer and Virgo, okay, are. Communication and intellect is at 99%, dude. Whoa. That's fucking sick. That's V good for us. Shared activities, 50%. Okay. Mm, fair. Where does it say? Like, sex. Um, I haven't had sex in six weeks. Wow. Oh, yeah. We were going to do a celibacy clock. Mm-hmm. That's congratulations. Six weeks. Thanks. It's like the same as the doomsday clock. Six weeks. Blowjobs don't count, right? <laughs> All right. Well, we I haven't have to had... go. I haven't had sex in we six weeks. <laughs> we have to put this episode All right, down. Spe- speaking of blowjobs, Kill this Sam Morrill. Speaking of blowjobs, Sam Morrill. Yep. Play. Isn't he the last comedian? Yes. yes. Well, yeah. He's probably got some good blowjob material. He's got good blowjob material. He and he, yeah, he's and fucking. He will be on live was uh, on this week at the Comedy Cellar. Comedy Cellar, yes. which is on every Friday on Comedy Central. Give us five stars, rate, review us. Rate, review five us. Five stars on iTunes. Please. Thanks. But base that review on the other episodes and not this one. <laughs> yeah, not this one. E- or Unless you're Miss Wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if you like his Friday energy for our Thursday podcast. Yeah. Thanks. You ever get sucked into that like YouTube comment wormhole? I don't know why. I've never done that and felt good about life. I've never been like, wow, we are going to be all right after all. <laughs> I was watching this YouTube video. Uh, it was like a TED talk on grief. Got to read you this quote. It said, I lost my parents in a car crash a couple years ago. Last year, I lost my wife to lung cancer. Recently, I lost my sister to breast cancer. When the tsunamis of grief wash over me, I have to stop everything I'm doing and take a deep breath. Soon it dissipates and begins to melt away like snow. The comment underneath it said, shut up, bitch. If you ask me to define the internet, that's it. Sad meets mean. That's all you're going to find. I do kind of like shut up, bitch, though.
It's so final. <laughs> if someone says, shut up, bitch, you're shutting up. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Once a year, I'll, I'll get into it with a troll. It's like my Mardi Gras. I'll really, like, I'll let it fly, you know? I, like, I, I'll look, but I'm also like, I mean, I'm not going to get involved or engage, but once in a while, it is fun. Last year, uh, and don't pretend that, act like you're a great person here. We're all mortified by this. But remember the baby that got eaten by the alligator at Disney? It's a tragic thing. Uh, and I was like, that's terrible. And then two weeks went by, and I was like, all right, it's time. It's time. Of course, it's terrible, but let me fucking try. <laughs> and uh, I went on stage that night at the Comedy Cellar, and I said, I don't mean to come off like a gun nut. I just think if that baby was carrying a weapon, he'd still be with us. That's how I feel. <laughs> Not a great joke, but it's timely. And there's a woman on the front row, and she just goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's like, you can't joke about that which guarantees I will continue to keep joking about it. If you know anything about comedians, that's all we need. And she's like, no, you can't. I was like, so I'm like, did you even watch the baby's funeral on TV? Which it wasn't on TV. They don't, they don't televise baby funerals, but it is a pilot I'm thinking of pitching. Coming this fall to MTV after Teen Mom. Uh, he kind of asked Lewis, did you even see the baby's funeral on TV? And she said, no, I guess I haven't seen the baby's funeral on TV. And I said, well, if you did, you would have seen the mother come on through tears and say, see you later, alligator, which is... <laughs> she gets up and walks out. Her husband stays put, which is how you know it's a good joke. <laughs> and there's a part of me that is excited by this because I know I'm the subject of conversation in the car ride home. You know that she's like, he was terrible, and the husband's like, I thought he had some good stuff, you know? <laughs> so they email the comedy seller, my home club, and the comedy seller forwards me the email. Ha, 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 with 11 exclamation points. <laughs> and I'll now read you the best email I ever got in my life. Here's how it opens. Okay, you want blunt? I'll be blunt. <laughs> so you know some bad shit is coming. It's never like, you want blunt? Wonderful evening. Thank you. <laughs> a disgusting person, Sam Morell, took the stage and spent the first few minutes of his act disrespecting the two-year-old child who was murdered by the alligator at Disney. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Murdered is a strange word choice to use here. You know? That makes it sound like the alligator was paid to do it. Then afterwards, he went to a payphone and was like, it's done. And then he belched and ran away in a trench coat. <laughs> I have never in my life been so offended and repulsed by someone. I immediately left and stopped to tell your staff why. This is my favorite part. They followed me to make sure my drinks were being paid. <laughs> I mean, it's just so wonderfully condescending that she's like, I'm furious. And they're like, mm-hmm, those Coronas weren't free. So, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
I would expect all human beings would be offended by a sicko making jokes about a two-year-old baby's tragic death, saying his mother probably said, later, Gator, at his funeral. <laughs> I mean, even in text form, it kind of holds up, you know? It's, this is a woman who's trying to get me fired over later, Gator, a play on words, which to me is a bit of a crock, honestly. It really is. No. I have posted about this on every social media account I own. She sounds fun. <laughs> I've asked everyone I know to share it. The comedian himself replied to me to say, pretty strong act, huh? <laughs> I did do that, that is true. If you troll me, I will occasionally troll back. <laughs> I'm hosting a sports show and I basically got media trained because I think they saw me as a liability and <laughs> They're worse. But they were reading some tweets. I don't know if you've ever had a gray-haired person read your Twitter. It is enlightening, to say the least. <laughs> One of the tweets they actually read out loud was, uh, someone tweeted at you here, Sam, that uh, your comedy is a waste. And you replied, your father's jizz was a waste. <laughs> I'm like, so you want me to keep doing that or no? <laughs> She ends it by saying, what a complete and utter pathetic excuse for a human. He doesn't deserve to breathe the same air or live on the same planet as that precious little boy's family. He can go fly a kite. <laughs> Which that last part, it always gets me. I would love to fly a kite. It sounds like a pleasant recreational activity. Kite flying. <laughs> She's very tightly wound. She could use a vacation. I'm thinking Disney, but you know. <laughs> This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.